passou e se just your word and and just how powerful you are as our God, our Lord, our Savior. 
Lord, I just lift up each and every person here, Lord, that's been window shopping for peace. And I just pray in Jesus' name that you just begin to receive the word this morning in a powerful way. That you no longer have to worry about whether you can afford to have peace or not. That as the word grows in you and you grow rich in the word of God, you no longer have to be now at search for a sound mind. Search for whether you're doing the right thing or what's God's will, what's the purpose, what's the plan. I just pray for a desire and a hunger for the word of God in an amazing way. I pray, I pray that you understand that God has already given you a sound mind and, and peace that surpasses understanding. That you no longer have to wonder, am I ever going to be able to just rest in my thoughts and rest in my mind and with it just running around but i pray in jesus name that this morning you begin to receive a harvest of just a peaceful thought life a thought life does not fill with anxiety not fill with worry but fill with confidence that your god is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you could even ask or think you are not uh, broken your emotions and you're not uh, broken the fact that you can't pay attention and and maybe you feel like you're being forgetful but i pray in the name of jesus that you have the mind of christ that your mind is stable and steadfast and unmovable and always abounding in the work of the Lord. That you understand that God has given you all the keys to the kingdom and every tool for your mind to be focused and steady. I just come against any of this that says I, I can't focus. I, I'm, I'm distracted. I'm, I, I, my mind won't stay. In the name of Jesus, if God didn't lose his mind, I pray for you to have the same mind of Christ that resurrect in you that if you put your uh, mind in christ he's going to put his mind in you and that means that what you study you're going to grow in you're going to learn in it and you're not going to be unequipped to do and be a blessing wherever you are i pray that in schoolwork and everything that you do do not give up because of this part of your life that you seem to be struggling with but give yourself over to god Give yourself over to God in such an amazing way. And if, if prayer is the difference between the best you can do and the best God can do. And so I pray that you just pray and receive it. Quit feeling like you're losing your mind and that you're slipping for whatever the reason may be. Whatever you have come, you've said that, well, maybe because I'm this or that, whatever it is, just say, no, God, I step back and I receive every part of a sound and peaceful mind. I, I just feel strong in my spirit that, that you need to know that God cares about your thought life and God cares about your ability to stay focused. God cares about the power of attention and he's just saying to you right now this morning I did not make you up to be uh, loose in your mind and loose in your thoughts and incapable of hanging on and, and losing your memory no I've called you to a peaceful sound strong mind in the things of God and you can be completely focused and well in your thought life Lord Jesus, I just pray for all of us that that is for. Because at some point, somewhere, we thought, God, am I losing my mind? 
Am I ever going to have it right? Am I ever going to wake up and not be angry? Am I ever going to wake up and not be depressed? Am I ever going to wake up and not feel like I can't accomplish something? And I tell you by the authority of, of the Lord Jesus Christ, yes, you will. And I pray that you receive that God cares so much. You're, you're, this, this wild mind life is making you physically sick. And God is not here for you to be physically sick. He called you to be healed and by your stripes he's healed. But you've got to receive that and let the word of God in you so he can resurrect that ability in you to receive and remember and focus. So Lord, we just thank you. We grab a hold of that this morning for whatever area it was in our life that may have been struggling. I just pray in Jesus' name that it is settled and done by your authority. And we all say, amen, amen, in spirit. And as I was reading that, you just said, let the word of God dwell in you richly. Now, poor in spirit is blessed. So what does blessed mean? Well, what that verse is talking about, meaning that you recognize that you're poor, that you need Jesus. And if you don't recognize that you're poor in spirit, you won't ever pursue the richness of God. He said, that's why a poor in spirit person is blessed because they realize without Christ, I can do nothing, right? That's the poor in spirit. And that's why that's blessed because I have to go to God. But if I think I got this on my own and I can do this by myself, then it's not going to, it's not going to make it. This part where they told me this school was a, uh, I went to college in Pittsburgh to speak and they told me it was a Christian school. But once I got in there, they said, don't talk about Christ. I said, oh, I said, okay, so what what are we covering they go these are all the athletes that are making bad choices even though they're on a christian campus and so as i begin to try to hold it together and only talk about stuff that i wish they would have taken down all the christian signs because if you look up and see a sign you think you can say a sign and and so you just point to stuff because they didn't want to offend anybody and that's where the church has become right we and i may say this later but since it's on my mind now a lot of us have declawed the lion of judah He's a kitten. And that means that we got the lamb part right, but we don't have the fight in us to speak up. Declawed the, the line of Judah, and, and <laughs> I don't even want to say the other part. So it's not effective. A lion roll up in here with no teeth and no claws. Raw, okay. All you are is a big coat. That's, that's all you are. Right? And so you got to make sure you got the weapons of the will of God on your side. And that's the word of God within you. So so blessed person is one that recognizes that a spirit is in poverty without Jesus. And don't try to do it on your own because then that means you think that on your own is richer than being with Christ. So I've got to make sure that I'm on my own. So as I'm speaking at that school and I started to go into some of this stuff, at the end of it, this one kid came up to me and he said, man, I was just talking to my mom about those verses you were saying. And I didn't say any verses, but I did relate to the verses, right? And he says, I was just, I was going to pack up and quit school because it's my, it's, I'm just, I, I didn't, I can't handle it. I can't handle, it's my freshman year, I can't handle sports and academics. And he says, then I, he says, now what I've done is said I couldn't handle it. But once I heard you say, give it to God so it can be handled, which I did not say. Only thing I said was there's someone, there's something, some help you haven't tapped into yet. 
right? And, and, now, and now, as far as I know, that was two years ago. He's still there, right? Going to finish up. I mean, right on the verge of like, man, it's too much. It's too, and, and, and if, you, if you guys have ever played sports in, in college, and, and that freshman year is, you're just trying to figure out your own name. Right? Much less trying to keep up with stuff and make this. And so what, what God had spoke to him was, if I give everything I have to God all the time, he's going to realize he's going to give me everything he has for my time. Right? And he was just, he was sitting there and he was crying. He had his, now he brought his Bible with him. So that made afterwards fun for me. But I say this, and I told you guys on Wednesday, use your testimony. It's somebody needs to hear it. It is a prophecy for someone, for what God will do for them. Speak up. Use your word that God has done. So when people don't recognize that they are poor in spirit, they will not pursue the change they need to walk in a purchased life. There's folks that just feel like that, that they can read the pack on the side of the cigarettes that says, smoke this and it will kill you, and they will smoke that. Even though they read the package, there's a warning on there. And what we need beyond the warning is the fact that there's a God that's their source. Beyond the warning label is a God that is for you, is the favor label is what I would like to call it. So unaware of spiritual poverty, which is being lost, will lead to a knowledge for more in life without the ability to receive it. Uh, you know, I love hearing people talk about their goals and their dreams and know that there's better for them, but also I love even more for them to pursue it like they're going to receive it, right? Ideas are a dime a dozen. People that use them are priceless, right? Anybody can have an idea. It's the folks that need to use it that's priceless. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23, it says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And right there, that should be if we took that verse alone, which you could say, amen, drop the Bible, stop doing it. Uh, be renewed in the spirit of your mind means don't just be, know about the surroundings of what you're dealing with. There's, there's extra information. There's more to the book. It's like those people who, I love folks when they turn in cards and, and I love y'all, but you know, if you write and you get to the end of the card and there's no more space, you don't have to say over. I know to flip that. Right? You ever got people suffering? People that go over. <laughs> like, no, I thought you were going to get in mid sentence and stop. And I think that's what happens with people with Christ. They think that they get that Jesus just said one part and stops as if there's nothing else left to it. Right? I offended all the card people. This <laughs> blessed are the pure in card for yours shall see Jesus. I'm not trying to offend you. I'm just saying I know that you didn't stop and miss it. It's like a, a person. Okay, but I'll move on. So in order to do good, you got to know good, right? I can't do good if I don't know good, right? If, if I don't know the good, I can't do good. Now, a lot of us know better. It's like the little boy got caught cheating in, on his test. But because his dad was on the school board, he was able to tell the teacher and they backed him up on this. Well, since you didn't say before we started the test, no cheating, that's why I thought it was okay. That teacher quit. Like, I, I can't, y'all backing that? I can't, I can't stay in there because you didn't write that. I said, let him go in Walmart and just steal it just because nobody said to him, don't steal. Let's see how fast that worked out for him. 
The richer our knowledge in God's power, the easier it will be for us to see God's hand at work, right? But most people say their perception is their reality. But if I don't have a visual of God's word, I can't perceive God doing something in me. So your perception is what you've put in you. My perception takes on the richness and deepness of what I've learned in God's word. I, I, I can perceive God healing my body because in by stripes I am healed. I can perceive God saving my children because I train them up in a way that they should go and they'll not depart from. I can perceive that because I'm, I've got that information. I'm rich in that part of the word of God. I can perceive my, my kids and myself learning and passing their classes because we speak Isaiah 50 in verse 4 that we've all wake and learned learned and prepared we i'm not trying to figure out whether or not i can do this i know because of the word of god i can perceive this being done i can perceive a good godly marriage because she found a good thing i mean the he that finds a wife finds a good thing i can perceive that i can perceive that because i'm rich in the word of god to be able to do that but when you don't have a perception of that the first thing you say is i can't see how that can be done because you don't have any information in you that it can be done so my perception takes on that richness and deepness of what I've learned. What I can't perceive God doing is directly due to what I haven't received God doing. So I have to receive God doing it so I can perceive God doing it. All right? I receive his word. If God's word is true, let every man be a liar. I can receive the truth of God's word. And every man is a liar. And we can be able to perceive that. And be able to go forward in God's words. What the eye sees is determined by what the brain has learned. Right? So if I look at something, I have to determine whether my brain has learned that or not. Or I'm going to be incapable of seeing that. And be able to take that go and, and be able to handle what God is saying. Because my brain has learned that. And I can take that on. A renewed spiritual mind will take us from worrying about problems to believe in God to deliver us through the problem, right? So I'm renewed in the spirit of my mind, renewed in the, in the facts that my mind can, can, can get with what God has for us. So Matthew chapter 16 and verse 8, this is this way. Aware of their conversation, this is Jesus and all of them are talking and questioning things and they were aware of their conversation. Jesus said, you of little faith, why are you talking among yourselves about having no bread? Do you still not understand? Do you not remember the five loaves for the five thousands and how many baskets you gathered? So doubt is downgrading our theology to match our experience of reality. That's what doubt does. It downgrades your theology, downgrades your belief. And then it gets to a point, the Bible says even the very elect won't believe. They, they can downgrade so much that they don't even believe in God. So it's downgrading my theology to match my experience and my reality. So I don't want my theology to be downgraded, so I want to believe God is able, right? Ephesians 3.20 to Ephesians' ability to do all things. He's able exceedingly abundantly above all that I can even ask or think some way, shape, or form, or that's the way I'm saying it. Faith takes us from allowing circumstances to get between us and God and putting God between us and our circumstances. 
So if I let circumstances get between me and God, I may not believe. If I let somebody that I had hurt me get between me and God, I won't forgive them and I won't accept God's forgiveness. Right? Forgive and you shall be unforgive and you shall be unforgiven. Right? We want to make sure that we forgive so that we put in what God's word is to us. So don't downgrade your theology just because somebody else around you doesn't want it. You, you got to keep your theology here. I'm not going to low grade God because of my experience and my reality. I'm going to upgrade God so I can upgrade to what he says and find out what the word God says about me. Mark 11, thank you. Mark 11, 22 through 24 says, have faith in God, Jesus said to them. Truly, I tell you that if anyone says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and has no doubt in his heart, but believes that it will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Okay? And then say whatever you get in prayer, it says whatever you ask. Right? And there's where you got to begin to grow mentally so you can perceive spiritually. Right? If I don't perceive God in my spirit, I'm not going to be able to receive God in my head. I have to know who he is so I can know where I am. Having faith isn't denying reality. It is recognizing that there is a reality more real than what we can perceive with our natural senses. Right? So it's beyond that. God is that, that other sense. What, what did a movie talking about? What did the movie Sixth Sense? The little kid was demonic. Oh, here's the other thing. I, and again, I need to work on my delivery. Amen. I know y'all are perfect, so y'all can teach me afterwards. But, but the, the, this atheist person said uh, <laughs> they, something, uh, something fell off a wall, and they freaked out. They go, oh, my gosh, I don't mess with the, with the underworld. I go, hang on. Hang on. You cheating because you said there ain't nobody else bigger than you. So you can't, you're scared of the underworld, but the overworld you got a problem with? And see, I know, I know it's sarcastic. I know, and I, 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 I'm working on not being rude, but that was stupid for you to be afraid. And what you're saying that there's a devil, but there's no good. But they walked off. We didn't get to finish the conversation. So Pastor Rita's praying that I work on my approach. Because if they could have stuck around longer, maybe I could have reached them. But that was stupid to me. That's just dumb. Just between us. And they're not here today. So I just wanted to share with y'all how I need help in my life. Just a little bit more Jesus. Just a little bit more. I could do that. So your natural senses. Faith is a sense from God that empowers us to perceive the impossible. Can you do this, God? God, can I be married to the day I die? Yes, I have to perceive that in the word of God because my surroundings did not give me that. My surroundings did not offer that to me. My upbringing did not offer that to me until my mom remarried. Then there was something I could look at. But most of my surroundings offered the other alternative. But I have to get to God to be able to do that. Can I, can, can I, can I be a person that reaches and affects lives and help others? Yes. But when you grow up around people that only hurts other people, that's hard for you to perceive until you get in the will of God. 
right? If you can't see it, if you can't see yourself going to the other place, you need to go to the word of God and show and let him show you. It is a spiritual mirror. The, this faith upgrades our reality to align with our theology. And that's what I want to do is make sure we upgrade our faith with our, with our reality. Where's my, where's the best place I can, I can place my energy. If I place, and it just using the word energy, do I place it in helping people or even like in our marriage, do I place more energy in talking to friends than I do my wife? Place more energy into fellowshipping with people outside, speaking to kids. Oh, I'm reaching all these kids, but I can't reach my family. Right. It's got to look at where I'm placing all of this stuff. And then I got to upgrade that God. I need my spiritual theology to align with the reality that for my family to be a blessing to my family, not just to pay their bills, but to be there with them emotionally and mentally. Got to be stronger than what I am. So then y'all made me use this up early. Fear will declaw the lion of Judah and give it, leave it without the ability to attack. Declaw it. So this is kind of where we, we've uh, left ourselves. Our faith becomes a sidekick instead of a way of life. This life gives people just enough Jesus to be bored, but not enough to be transformed. Yeah. Right? There, I'm at church. I got enough Jesus to go but I don't have enough Jesus to live beyond going. I don't have enough Jesus to change. And that's where we go like, I'm <laughs> minimum wage. We're minimum, minimum word. I'm earning minimum word when God is saying, I've called you to be blessed with the rich word. My last verse I wanna share with you is 1 John chapter 4 and verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear involves punishment. Uh, the King James Version said fear has to do with torment. And anytime you look at tormenting, that was a demonic oppression throughout the Bible in the Gospels. So it's torment or punishment. The one who fears has not been perfected in love, right? And so God wants you to come back and say, I've given you this mind. Love will make you do more than just resist the devil. Real love will cause you to walk in your authority as a child of the Most High God. Real love. Real love will do more than just run from problems. Real love will stand and take the problem on with Christ and say we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Real love. Real love uh, shows up and will stand and give, give, uh, make a stand for I'm going to stand by my faith and stand by my word that what God has given me that no man can take from me because it's from God. That's real love. That's the perfect love that Jesus said, I didn't come to get you out of hell. I came to die on this earth so you can live a heavenly life while you're here. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's real love. Real love don't just take away the problem. It gives you a lifestyle so you can live beyond it. And that's our Jesus. Amen? Amen. I want you guys to bow your heads. I know it's fast and furious. No race cars, just Jesus. And as you are bowing your heads and you're praying, that's God, I know that there's so much more that you're going to do through me. Not want to do, that you're going to do through me. I know there's more that I'm going to receive and come back 
to you in a more powerful way. So as I pray, Lord Jesus, these areas that I tend to think about more about what I can't do, I just pray, Lord God, I, I give them out to you. I give them over. I surrender and give them to the altar, Father. That my mind needs a lot of work. So for those of us who have a flashback or uh, forms of things that we've been abused and been through some tough, tough stuff, I pray for you just, just the anointing of God. Do not downgrade God's word to match that reality, but upgrade to the theology that I am here with you always. I'll never leave you or forsake you. That when you've come to me, you're a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away that I've called you out of darkness into my marvelous light, that the people that hurt you and the things that hurt you will never hurt you again. But I pray over you not to hurt yourself by letting it consume your mind. And I pray right now in Jesus' name that there's a release of the authority of God that there's going to be just a fresh outlook, a fresh thought life, a fresh peace that begins to consume us, begin to consume your hearing. So you begin to hear word of the word of God from days of old, from times you've been hearing it from a little child coming to remembrance, the word of God. And it's just going to build up such an account that there's nothing going to show up that you can't purchase back the very will of God for your life. No anger, no frustration, no depression can show up that's going to uh, make you go broke and going to empty out your account for God's will. As your heads are bowed and you're praying, you just lift up family members right now in the name of Jesus. Does that feel like they've lost their account on God? And some of them have even said, I don't even believe anymore. But in Jesus' name, Father, we call to remembrance every word. Every word. We pray for an upgrade into their theology about the word of God and about you saving them. That they come to know him an upgrade on their minds upgrade lord god to be delivered from addictions upgrade lord god to be delivered from crowds and popularity there's an upgrade lord god not to fall into peer pressure but to lift up and fall on their knees before jesus and say god i know you've given me more strength to walk by faith and not by sight and i believe you as you're praying if you're saying i don't know jesus i don't have the account of salvation i want to be right with god as your head is bowed and you've never done this openly, and you said, I want to do this today. As heads are bowed, eyes are closed, people are praying. If that's you, I want you just to lift up your hand so we can pray over you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. You can put your hand down. Thank you. So, God, I is that account of salvation. I believe. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And now, also, if you're in here, you're saying, man, my, I, Pastor, I need to get my, my mind right. There's just some things that I know I should be doing better in or stronger than I shouldn't let overtake me. I get consumed by them. I get uh, just taken advantage of, or maybe it's just my, my mind just wonders. I just need a more focused mind. Would, would you pray over that for me? If that's you, I want you to lift your hand as you upgrade your theology. Yes, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I want everybody to stand to your feet. I want you to put one hand over your heart, lift the other hand toward heaven, and especially you that raised your hand on this, as Jesus is going to come into your heart, you're going to become rich with salvation and rich with the very purpose of God. But all of us are going to lead you together with you into the kingdom of heaven. Repeat after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your son, Jesus. 
I thank you for sending him to die for me. And on this day, I make it personal to receive him into my life as my Lord and Savior. Now, according to your word, as I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus died and he rose from the grave, on that third day, he got up for me. And on this day, I received his salvation. And I'm going to live with him in heaven for eternity. Holy Spirit, thank you for welcoming me into the kingdom of heaven. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Y'all give Jesus praise for that.